Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Thanks for tuning in to this special edition of the Dan Bongino Show. In this episode, we've compiled some of the best segments from the show this year, including our last interview with President Trump. It just happened. It was really an explosive interview. We covered a lot of territory, the midterms, Elon Musk, his campaign, a lot of stuff in there. I believe it was his first one since announcing his candidacy. I also have the worst fact checks of the year, how I became the left's public enemy number one, and what I think was one of the biggest mistakes of my life. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN Privacy. It's a right, not a privilege. Get a VPN. Don't wait. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. And just a reminder, the podcast will be back with regular daily episodes starting January 2nd. So I'd like to take this opportunity to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a healthy prosperous new year. Now, before we get to my conversation with President Trump, a quick word from our show sponsor. Do you notice that the big tech companies today are masquerading as privacy companies? Are we supposed to believe that the big bad tech wolves now turned into our sweet grandma? Come on. Collecting and selling off your data is in big tech's nature. It's what they do to protect myself. I use ExpressVPN against big tech's prying eyeballs. When you use ExpressVPN, you're hiding your unique IP address so websites can't find out your location or track what you do online. On top of that, ExpressVPN encrypts and reroutes 100% of your online activity. So your internet provider, Wi-Fi administrator, and the hackers can't see it. It just takes one click to protect all your devices. One ExpressVPN subscription covers up to five devices at the same time, so you can protect your entire family too. That's why ExpressVPN is rated number one by CNET, Wired, TechRadar, and countless others. So today's the day. Get that VPN that I trust to protect my online privacy when big bad tech is at the door. Visit expressvpn.com slash Bongino. And you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino, E-X-P-R-E-S-S, expressvpn.com slash Bongino to learn more. Let me get right to our guest, uh, President Donald J. Trump. Mr. President, thanks for joining the show again. We appreciate it. That's great, Dan. Hi. How are you doing? You doing okay? How are you Good. feeling since the campaign started? Well, I feel good. I mean, we're, you know, got two years to go. It's a long time. Somebody said, why yes. isn't he out campaigning today? You know, the fake news. I said, well, we do have two years to go. But it's now uh, edging less than that, and it'll all of a sudden be upon us. And I think we're in very good shape. We got great poll numbers, as you probably saw, really good po yeah. poll numbers. And uh, that's a big factor. Yeah, it is a big factor. So it's a big news day today. Twitter files... Uh, drop number seven's happening today. None of it's going to be news to you, uh, but I wanted to get your thoughts on it as they come out, as the news breaks. So we now know that Twitter had a back channel with the FBI. We now, well, that's confirmed. Uh, and the Hunter Biden story, which in my on the question based on, in my, uh, my assertions based on data, polling data, definitely uh, screwed up the 2020 election. We know yeah. that the FBI interfered openly and we know they used Jim Baker who was a former FBI lawyer, then at Twitter, um, to influence Twitter to pull that story down. It, it screwed up your election chances. It, it, uh, a lot of people polled later on, said they would have changed their vote if they would have known about that. How does that make you feel? Well, it was one of many things that happened during the election between the, uh, you know, all of the different elements that you've seen and we've been reading about and talking about. If, uh, if you take a look at the way they jammed in the votes, they, they did things in this election, used COVID to cheat. The mail-in ballots are always going to be dishonest. I mean, they can do whatever they want and they can change whatever laws they have to. If you have mail-in ballots, 
they're going to be uh, they're going to be dishonest. And then, you know, they stuff ballot boxes. You saw that with 2000 mules. You have thousands of hours of tapes uh, showing them stuffing ballot boxes. It's really it's really a shame. We're like a third world country between the borders and the elections. We're like a third world country, Dan. It's very terrible. Now, now this one, though, is very amazing because I'm a little surprised, although I think it's one of the biggest stories ever. And the as you know, the lamestream media doesn't cover it. This one has really caught the grip of a lot of people, people that aren't into it so much. And they said this election was rigged. Uh, I guess uh, John McLaughlin, a couple of really great pollsters said uh, it could have made a 17 to a 20 point difference. That's a lot. We didn't need that. We didn't need anything, frankly, if we had an honest count. But it could have made a big, big difference. And, uh, you know, we're talking about millions of votes. And uh, I think they said 30,000 is all you needed. Uh, but uh, millions and millions of votes. No, it's very corrupt. Our country is very corrupt. It's very sad. Well, Mr. President, how do you respond to people who say, listen, we're stuck with mail-in ballots? It sucks. I get it. The New York Times covered it in the past, how the fraud rates yeah. and the rejection rates are doubled. There's an article out there by Adam Liptak from 2010. They covered it honestly when it was Republicans voting largely by absentee. When it switched over to largely Democrats, the New York Times made the story kind of disappear and never covered it again. But the hard yeah. reality is we are stuck with this process. And, and given that you're yeah. running for president again, a lot of critics will say, and I'll be honest with you, President, I think, Mr. President, I think to myself sometimes too, we're stuck with it now. If we get in office and we yeah. can do uh, you know, some of these uh, yeah. changes at the state level, but uh, we're stuck with it. So the more we talk about it, the more we kind of dissuade people from voting via that way, and we have almost no chance of winning that. Well, I think this, I think that we have to get a big, strong victory somewhere along the line. We have to get a very powerful victory and then we have to change it to paper ballots and same day voting and, you know, voter ID and all the things that you want. Who would not want voter ID? So the way you yeah. beat it is you have to you have to win literally in a landslide and you have to have tremendous people watching. And I think we have that. One thing we have is we have a lot of spirit, but the Republicans don't cheat the same way. I mean, these people are cheaters, what they've done is so bad. When you look at Adam Schiff, the same stuff, Russia, 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 today's on with more nonsense, all nonsense. If you look at my statements, my statements were beautiful. And compare them to the statements of a Maxine Waters and many other people on the other side. They were vicious statements, vicious and, you know, just horrible statements, what they yeah. said. Uh, so you have to, we have to win big, Dan. Look, we're going to have to win big. You know what goes on. You know, you're one of the people that really does get it. And you saw what happened in the election. It was a disgrace. Well, we have well to Mr. President, I get it because I got screwed over. I ran for office. Yeah. And in my race, I lost by one percentage point. And we found out weeks later that roughly, I don't know, 10,000 people voted in my election who went to jury duty, Mr. President, and in jury duty yeah. said they weren't citizens. So you can't have voted if you weren't a citizen. No, so I, I get it. Believe me, voter fraud is real. I understand. Well, we have, I just, we have you, instances yeah. where you have more votes than you have voters, Dan. You know, you have, count the votes, but you didn't have that many voters. And areas that, you know, really were meaningful. You have more votes than voters, and people don't want to do it. And, and I will tell you, the court system is, the judges are just, I don't know what their problem is. You show evidence. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the Carrie Lake situation because yeah, the machines were all broken. A large portion of the machines were broken, but they were Republican machines. So, you know, in Republican areas. No, we have to win, Dan, and we have to, when we win and when we have enough strength, we have to go and have our system changed because our system is a disgrace. And, you know, Democrats should want that too if they love our country. They should <laughs> want that too. 
Yeah, well, that's you have, that's a big <laughs> if, so uh, to many of them, sorry. I'm <laughs> talking to President big. Donald J. Trump. Yeah, Mr. President, your thoughts on what's going on with Twitter, uh, with Elon Musk's takeover, the Twitter files, which have vindicated you. Uh, there's, there's no question the deep state exists. Uh, I don't even want to hear it from the goons on the left. It's obviously real. Yeah. They obviously targeted you in 2016, targeted you again in 2020. Elon's exposed this, but it's kind of an interesting relationship because over the weekend, he put out a tweet banning links to True Social, which I thought was kind of an odd decision. Your, your thoughts on all of that? Well, I think that really what is happening is True Social has become very successful. And I find that it's, you know, I mean, I just find that it's absolutely outstanding. And, you know, I think Twitter's not doing well. Let's face it. It's not doing well. I like what he's doing. I think it's great what he's doing. But Twitter is not doing well. And it's sort of strange. I, he doesn't want to manage it. or and, and he's talking about putting it into bankruptcy and saying, I don't know what's going on with Twitter. Twitter is... Uh, even the way he made the deal it was sort of strange. He sued because he wanted to get out of the deal, and then he agreed to make the exact same deal that he made. So a lot of people don't quite understand what's going on with Twitter. But I will say that Truth Social has been amazing. It's been amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'm having a good time over there. So uh, the, the Twitter files, again, have completely vindicated you. Uh, you have been yeah. a victim of a deep state that, again, I'm not going to argue with leftists. There's no question it's real. The only question is how deep is the rabbit hole? That's the only question. Right. But that the FBI right. set up a back channel with Twitter, apparently to target you specifically, your FBI. A lot of people out there are saying, did they hide this from you when you were the president? Because we, Christopher Ray, I believe, was recommended to you by, was it Chris Christie, has been a total disaster. Were they keeping information from you? Well, they didn't tell me, and Bill Barr was gutless. You know, he unfortunately wasn't doing his job. He was afraid. He was afraid. In all fairness to him, he was afraid. He was afraid he was going to be impeached, and he... Uh, you know, just didn't do his job. He didn't have the energy to do it. He didn't He didn't have the courage to do it. And that would have been the place you could have done. Now, this took place before, though. If you look at it, this was during the Obama administration. I came into a hornet's nest with the Obama. They spied on my campaign. During the campaign, they were spying on my campaign. Uh, yes. You know, a, this, a lot of this is deep-seated. This goes back a long way. And it's been in there, and they've been in there for a long time. But Barr had a chance to break it up. He had a chance to show the election fraud, and he didn't want to get involved. If you look at him six, seven months before, toward the middle, he was he was all for – he knew it was election fraud. He was very strong on it and making statements. But in the end, they scared him. They said they're going to impeach him, and they were. They were making plans to impeach him. They didn't know why, but they were going to do it anyway, and he was afraid. We can't have people that are afraid. That's the problem. The Republicans do not – fight. A guy like Mitch McConnell is a disaster for the Republican Party. He's a disaster, including his omnibus bill, which should not pass. It's so yeah. incredible that they want to pass this stuff. But, well, uh, you know, can I ask you about really, that? But really I'm sorry bad. to interrupt. Yeah, can I ask you about sure. Senator McConnell? So uh, the, listen, the election wasn't great for us. We did good on the House side, the midterms, obviously. Uh, we did OK on the House side. I should be more precise. We didn't do well on the Senate side. And the McConnell faction of the GOP has found it convenient to blame you. Now, I find that interesting because a lot of these people I know, pardon my language, have kissed your ass over the years for support. I know that because uh, you and I have kind of been through these fights before. And then when, listen, there were a couple losses. We, you can't run from that. But you're not going to go 700 no, okay? The people sometimes like a candidate, sometimes they don't. Maybe some of the candidates didn't perform great. That, that's fine. It happens. 
But some of these same people were begging you for support. You gave it to them, and then they turned around and jammed it right. I'll leave the language for a later date. That's got to kind of tick you off a little bit. Well, I haven't seen too many of the ones that I supported say, saying, you know, what you're saying. But I will say this, uh, Ted Budd, uh, J.D. Vance, you know, many others. I supported many, many, and I was 12-0 and 0 against McConnell. But many people I supported that were tremendous. Now, I don't know if you got a final rundown because every time I read it, I just put out the number. So we, I had 233 victories and I had 22 losses. Now, and that's in the general election. On the primary stuff, I was almost 99% who I endorsed one. But in, in terms of my vote, I had 233 victories and 22 losses. And that's, you know, most people would say Trump had an incredible night. I would say I had an incredible night. But you look at some of the senators. Uh, who was their replacement? Okay, tell me, who did McConnell have to run for the Senate in Georgia? He didn't have anybody. It wasn't like, you know, they could complain. And Herschel worked very hard. And he's a good person. He's a great person. But Herschel worked so hard. And don't forget, McConnell wasn't giving the money to some of these candidates. He wasn't. What he did in Alaska was terrible. In order to get a lousy person elected against somebody good, he spent a lot of money on Republican against Republican instead of working in Arizona and other places where they could have won races, but they weren't giving the money. So I only say that 232 or 233 against 22, and that was the record. And who has that record? The endorsement. Yeah. No, I, I get it. it. Was. And I understand, like, you're not going to win every race. And no, not every candidate ran the best race. And that's fine. And that, that's okay. Almost all. Yeah, but if you look at what I what happened with me, I won most of the races. Now, Ted yeah. Budd was from me. And, you know, they had a different candidate they wanted. He would have lost. Uh, I, I just I find job. it odd, Mr. President, that, you know, they, they called Pennsylvania fool's gold forever. You're the first president to win it in eons. You know, all that gets sidelined. It's it's always kind of an effort to just dump on you all the time. And uh, all right, I want I want to ask you some other stuff because I don't want to I don't want to just get bogged no, but down. It but is. I you, mean, no, it is. And Pennsylvania someplace should have been one. Uh, I think the no exceptions for your governor hurt him very badly, and I think that hurt, you know, that hurt our Senate candidate us. It hurt our Senate candidate. But the no exceptions when the governor went, and I said, you know, you're going to have to have exceptions because I think it's very hard, if not impossible except in certain sections to win without having the exceptions on well, the abortion and if you don't do that i think it's a very difficult situation and you know he got well, I, he I got beaten let me just say i i disagree i i love you mr president I but i know I, you do. i disagree no, no i know and, you uh, do i think it's very hard to I win don't, but you know, i don't i don't, I don't, I don't believe reagan, in killing baby. ronald reagan no ronald reagan had the exceptions i had the exceptions i know and you know well, you get through it i think the abortion issue uh, was a tough issue for a lot of people. I do think that. Hey, well, listen, you're not wrong about the politics of it. However, you know, I, I believe there's a bigger issue there. But the January 6th committee, uh, these goofballs, Adam Kinzinger hasn't cried yet, Mr. <laughs> President. Not yet. He's going to soon, no, I'm sure. Jackie. He will. Uh, it's one of, he will. Liz Cheney's up there. Uh, I don't know if Dad's going to come in to rescue her soon. But they're ranting on and on again about the supposed insurrection where you told people to go march peacefully and patriotically, which is a bizarre way to start an insurrection. But having said that, right. they're making some back-channel claims about potentially uh, an indictment for you. Uh, for what, I can't imagine, but uh, your comments on that. 
Well, not only that, I had tweets put out that were fantastic. I don't know if you saw that, but we had we had uh, on Twitter. I put out statements and I put out other statements that were so beautiful and nobody uses them. Nobody brings it up that they were well read. I even did a uh, documentary, more or less. I did a statement from the lawn on camera that was deleted and it was a, you know, go home and go peacefully and do all of the things. You know that it wasn't even talked about. Now, they don't talk about, if you look at this, I call it the unselect committee, they don't talk about the troops that I recommended that be sent before January 6th. I said send troops on the 3rd, I believe, January 3rd, 10,000 to 20,000 troops with a lot of people agreeing that was good. And Nancy Pelosi and the mayor turned it down. They don't talk about that. And they don't talk at all. They spent zero time, Dan, talking about the reason for that huge number of people going down. And I'm not talking about the count. I'm talking about when I made the speech, I believe it was the largest crowd I ever spoke before. And I've spoken before the biggest crowds. It was the biggest crowd I've ever spoken. It went back to the Washington Monument. And those are not people that walked down to the Capitol. Very tiny proportion of that walked down to the Capitol. But I will say this. They don't talk about the reason that everybody was there. It was because of the election. And because of election that, fraud. And they felt so strongly about it. Rights. They didn't spend yes. one minute speaking about that, the January 6th committee. And essentially, we have uh, all Democrats and Republicans in very poor standing, two of them. I mean, we, the yeah. whole thing. It's a yeah. kangaroo court. What can I say? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kinsinger's talking court. now. The He'll people, be crying. You know what, uh, the people aren't going to stand for it. The people are not yeah. going to stand for it anymore. No, this has gone over like a cinder block on bare toes, this January 6th committee. Mr. President, I got to run. Uh, I really want to thank you for your time coming back to the show, and I want to wish you uh, from the bottom of my heart, candidly, the best of luck in the election. This country, uh, you know, it's not going to save itself, Mr. President, so we need some help. No, it's not. So thanks for choosing no, to run not. again. That's a bold decision. Thank thanks you. a lot for your time. Thank you, Dan. You got it. Thank you, you very much. It. Bye. Open enrollment is here. That means now's the time to take charge of your health care decisions. We all know the system isn't working. But thanks to CrowdHealth, CrowdHealth, we can do something about it. CrowdHealth puts your health care back in your hands. Cuts out the middleman, saves money, and funds your health care costs without relying on big government or big insurance companies. Listen, let's be honest. The insurance model is broken. CrowdHealth has a better way to fund your health care costs. See any doctor you want. No deductibles, exclusions, or copays. Only pay the first $500 of any health care event. Hmm. Interesting. Check this out. The CrowdHealth community takes care of the rest. No exclusive doctor networks, no huge premiums or high deductibles, no surprises. CrowdHealth puts the community back in community health care. Pay one low monthly total to fund your account. Your monthly subscription helps fund the health care costs of the entire CrowdHealth community. And unlike insurance, there are no doctor networks, so you can see any doctor you want. Take charge of your health care today. Don't wait. With CrowdHealth, CrowdHealth. Open enrollment is the only time you can hit eject on this broken system without penalty. So don't wait for a limited time for just $99 a month for your first six months. When you use promo code Bongino, my last name, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, at, here's the website, joincrowdhealth.com, joincrowdhealth.com. That's joincrowdhealth.com using promo code Bongino. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply. 
With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate mega stores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Folks, one of the finest days, if not the finest day in my professional life. Yesterday, Angie Drobnik Holland, Angie Drobnik Holland, she was big mad, folks. She had the big sads yesterday. Apparently, she's some kind of like whatever, muckety muck at Politifarce, the embarrassing uh, so-called fact-checking site, which we know has been discredited so many times. We, Reiki, you can attest to this, we actually had a hard time putting together a list of their most embarrassing epic fails. We had a tough time. Jim was adding them now after the show. Matt Palumbo's. There's so many of them. We had a tough time. They threw this out there yesterday. PolitiFact reporters face online harassment. We keep fact checking anyway. This, hold on before I get this. This is freaking hilarious. So PolitiFarce openly lies about me, conservatives, massages Democrat talking points, does everything they can do to destroy the constitutional republic and act like a propaganda arm for the left, this hapless, disgusting site. And yet when you call them out on their obvious lies and we nail them to the wall, they blame you for online harassment that they directed your way. I'm going to turn the corner on this. I'm blaming lefties for the voicemails and emails I get every day that are death threats. It's your fault. Same logic. Same logic. You lie about me. You lie about me. People then target me. So clearly, I should change the headline. Dan Bongino faces online harassment. He keeps fact-checking the fact-checkers anyway. Works. Same logic. Angie. Angie Drobnik Collin. Works for me, right? Angie. Angie H. Works. Same headline. The hapless, ridiculous Andy Drobnik Colland. She notes in this absurd, grifty piece, this whiny, oh my God. Look at it. One of PolitiFact's primary attackers of late has been Dan Bongino, a talk show host popular on social media. Social media only, folks. I have nothing else. That's, I only exist on social media. His chief talking points are conspiracy theories that the 2020 election was stolen and attacks on COVID-19 prevention measures such as masking. None of, the, none of that's actually true. Notice how ironically, hold on, leave that up. Notice how they leave the context out there, the context. I've said repeatedly, you can't prove a counterfactual. That's the problem with my 2020 election is we'll never know what happened if there wasn't all the malfeasance, including the blocking of the Hunter Biden information, the Pennsylvania unconstitutional changes, the ballot harvesting. I've said that. See, Angie doesn't want you to know that because she's a disgrace to humankind. And then attacks on prevention measures such as masking. That's weird, guys. Didn't I tell you that there's some evidence that a KN95 properly fitted may work? You guys remember that? Yes, I do. When I said that? Yes, you do. And remember when I said that cloth masks don't work and the efficacy of the surgical mask is lacking, which ironically now is the actual science. So it's kind of weird how that's a conspiracy theory. Angie Drobnik Holland. Angie, oh my gosh. She says it's really not a surprise that he hates fact checkers. He said it's an insult to be called a journalist. It is. And it's an even bigger. Yes. Oh, come on. That's easily. That is. Yes. Yes. 
Yeah. Yes. Yes. I totally agree with you. That is definitely a triple Muttley moment. Angie Drobnik melting down. So in honor of Angie Drobnik Holland and this joke embarrassment of a sight. Sorry. I'm like, here we go. I'm enjoying this so much. It's like a workout. I'm like breaking out to a sweat here. Here are some of Politifarce and Angie Drobnik Holland's greatest hits. Number one, ding, ding, ding. Bill McCarthy, this joke of a human being who got his fact-checking degree, I think from a certificate at Ben & Jerry's, he said this, that Dan Bongino stated, as Guy is kind enough to highlight, stated on his five, February 2022 TV show, and they go on to say something I stated. This is Bill McCarthy. Now, I offered Bill McCarthy $100,000 cash. Cash. I am not joking. Listen to me. Right hand up. I swear to it. I am not kidding. I will give you 100000 cash, not a check, if you can show where I stated that on my show. Weird how Bill McCarthy is yet to collect his money. Why? Bill McCarthy lied. I never stated that on my show, ever. He just made that up. There's a graphic I had nothing to do with. We already talked about this. I never stated that on my show. I actually had nothing to do with it. But Bill McCarthy, who's an alleged fact checker, it's funny. He must have never watched the actual show he was fact checking. What? Right, right, right. Odd that, that well, Guy notes it. Crazy how they can't find, they, they're going broke and they got to send on him. Gee, gosh, what? Nobody's paying attention to us anymore. Maybe if you told the truth once in a while. I mean, ironically, you call yourself fact checkers. Here's another one. Thanks to Guy for putting this together. Here's a hilarious one. This was honorable mention. John Greenberg, Politifars. This is from April 2022. Looming food shortages? Probably not in the U.S. <laughs> Great timing, John. Right before that whole baby formula yeah. crisis thing. You may have missed it. Fact-checking, Joe. They're right on. Here is another one. This is by Hallie Bemeler from September 2020. Fact-checking Donald Trump. She says it's false that a video shows Kyle Rittenhouse uh, that he was trying to get away from them, fell and then violently attacked him. Talking about Trump saying that, which is if you watch the video, exactly what happened. Kind of weird. Kind of like Bill McCarthy not watching the show. It's like Hallie Bebeler never actually watched the video. Strange. Here's the next one. Now they're fact-checking the definition of a handful. Glenn Youngkin said Virginia is only one of a handful of states that actually taxes our veterans' retirement. They note that 15 states tax military pensions. That's a minority, but it's more than a handful. <laughs> <laughs> this is by Warren Fiske. Ladies and gentlemen, can you imagine this motley crew of dipwads sitting around a table? Going, oh, a handful. Oh, it's 15 a handful. Oh, no, it's 16.5 is a handful. Is there a formal? This is a fact checker. Yeah, what's the over? Right, right. What's the? We'll get Barstool Sports in here to go. What's the over under on a handful? This is there. This is oh Jakob Reyes. This one's a classic. I'm the big. This one may have been. This we're going in descending order, although it's hard to rate them. This is now what three? This could have. This could have been easily number one. Where Jakob Reyes again? It's hard rating the dumbest fact checker at Politifars, but this dude is always in the running. Here's a hilarious one. He fact checks Maria Bartiromo and says what she said was mostly false when she said, we've doubled our oil imports from Russia in the last year. Literally in the piece, you know, I hate the word. He writes, the U.S. did double the amount of crude oil imported from Russia last year. 
dude. <laughs> These guys are everywhere. This is just politiforce. This is gee, I wonder why you guys are have to grift for money. It's just so crazy. Here's another one. This is a classic. Here's another one. This is by Tom Kircher, world's dumbest fact checker. Tom calls this guy's it. This guy always takes the gold in the dumbest fact checker Olympics at Politifarce. Like, Gee, why can't they raise any money? Why can't? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, Miss Holland. I'm not sure. Here, lumber, gas, wheat, coal, and corn cost more in April 2022 in Joe Biden's America than they did a year earlier, said a Facebook post. Tom Kircher fact checked. That's only half true, as he notes. Yes, prices are higher under Biden. <laughs> <laughs> context, context, folks, context. Betty Thompson says otherwise. God, this is Tom Kircher, the world's dumbest fact checker. And of course, number one, the hapless Tom Kircher again. Hilarious when he fact checked a prediction. Deficit prediction for infrastructure bill varies widely from estimates. I had noted in a Facebook post that nothing Biden was telling you is true and that liberals will continue to fall for this, noting that the amount of spending would equal the deficit, which is tautological. Well, Tom Kircher, of course, fact-checked a prediction. Now, ladies and gentlemen, why is this number one? <laughs> does, does this really require explanation? <laughs> How the hell do you fact-check a prediction? It hasn't happened yet. What do you think this is? We're going back to the future with Doc. How do you fact-check it? It's not a fact if it hasn't happened yet. How do you do that? How do, yeah, looming food shortages, probably not in the U.S. John Green, but that was another one. How do you fact check a prediction? How is that even possible? How is that possible? The answer is if you're Tom Kircher, John Greenberg, and Politifarce, this is, you see why they hate my guts? I own these guys. I own these guys. And let me just tell you something right now on a very serious note. I will never, ever stop. You are going to lie. You are going to manipulate, and I'm going to call you out everywhere. My audience is far bigger. You will never stop me, ever. You shut us down on Facebook, we will go to other platforms. We will go to Truth. You shut us down on Truth, we'll be on Parler. You try to shut us down on Parler, we'll be on Locals. You shut us down on Locals, we'll be on Rumble. You shut us down on Rumble, I'll start my own platform. I got more than enough money to do it. You will never, ever, ever stop us, ever. By the way, it's not just politifars. Lead Stories is another, the biggest, I'd say the, the second biggest scam site out there. It was a gem by Alan Duke. New post on Lead Stories. Fact check. Biden administration is not funding crack pipes, heroin for drug use. Remember that one? Yeah. Until the Washington Free Beacon went out, actually applied in the program and got the actual crack pipes. That was Alan Duke at Lead Stories. Another gem of a site. Never going to stop. The more you hit me, the more I double down. And by the way, you're only adding to my case later on, proving that I am the thing on your mind, not fact-checking. You're obsessed with me and Ben Shapiro. You're obsessed with both of us because you want us censored. That case becomes more transparent every day, and your email only added to it. It was a huge tactical F-up you just made yesterday. One of the greatest days of my life. You know Dan Horowitz? He writes for Conservative Review. He's been a guest on my radio show multiple times. He has done exhaustive work along with Phil Kirpin and Alex Berenson and others on the now failing vaccine. And by failing, I mean its inability to stop transmission of a virus, which is generally considered to be the purpose of a vaccine to stop transmission or at least mitigate transmission of a virus. Again, Joe, I'm not a doctor, but that was your common understanding of a vaccine, correct? That's true, like Dan. Okay, thank you. So, you know, neither Joe, we didn't stay in a Holiday Inn Express last night no. either, but- 
We we did it. But but the problem is it's not exactly doing that. Horowitz has a piece that's even worse. Conservative review. Do the COVID shots erase natural immunity? Well, that would be bad. So he's got two charts up in this piece about the latest study showing how the gradual waning of immunity among unvaccinated children, that's a figure on the left with prior infection. So unvaccinated. The figure on the right, which you can see at Rumble, I'll explain it to you in a second. It's not hard to explain. Rumble.com slash Bongino if you'd like to look or just read the article. The figure on the right shows a precipitous waning of immunity among children who got COVID, but then got vaccinated. Wait, wait, did I read that right? Yes, you did. Among those infected in November of 2021 in the vaccine group, their level of protection went down to zero within a half a year, even though they already had the virus. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm no uh, Albert Einstein level Stephen Hawking genius, but in some limited circles, uh, we've called that a clue that there's a problem. So just to be clear, there is now some evidence indicating that even if you had the virus before and then you subsequently get the vaccine, that it may mitigate the immune response to the old virus and wipe some of that out. That doesn't sound like a vaccine to me. That sounds like fertilizer. He has an explanation as to what he thinks it could be. And he cites a Stanford study in the cell, uh, uh, cell publication earlier this year. Researchers observed a decreased immune response to new variants of COVID among those vaccinated for the original strain because the shots are teaching the body to respond improperly. They note, this is a quote, I'm sure it'll be censored by the idiots in big tech because, you know, science and quotes, they don't do that stuff. I'm sure Twitter will jump right on this as they're doxing my location. Quote, we find that prior vaccine, even that the FBI will probably show up at my door after that too. Let me get back to this though. Quote, we find that prior vaccination with Wuhan, Wuhan HU1, the first one like antigens, followed by infection with alpha or delta variants gives rise to plasma antibody responses with apparent, with apparent Wuhan HU1 specific imprinting manifesting as relatively decreased responses to the variant virus epitopes compared with unvaccinated patients infected with those variant viruses, observed the Stanford pathologist. They note the extent to which this causes what this is known as original antigenic sin will be an important topic of ongoing study. Again, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. This is called science. Science is an evolving process. That's an actual quote. If you have a beef with the quote, you can take it up with Stanford. We're just relaying to people actual science, unlike you a-holes who want to suppress the science. You don't really care if people die. I do. However, ladies and gentlemen, this sounds like a serious problem. If you got a vaccine that teaches your body to respond improperly to new variants, which are now predominant, that sounds to me like you're in real trouble. Folks, you know I, I got the vaccine. Uh, again, I've, I do not ever try to fake the funk with you all. When I make a mistake, it's for the world to see. We all do it. There's no excuse for stupid. But I got to tell you, it was dumb. I believe in science, not the science, because there is no the science. Science is a process. There's no the science. Why is that, Joe? Because science is always evolving and changing. But the change takes time. And me being a believer in science, having practiced science in my educational experience in neuropsychology and elsewhere, believing in the scientific method, 
good, robust testing and then retesting and reanalyzing your results, I should have waited. Because the hard reality is, when the vaccine first came out, we didn't have chronological data because it just came out. There was no time that had passed. I should have waited. It's one of the greatest regrets of my life. I freaked out, man. I had cancer. I thought I was dying. I just wanted to see my youngest daughter's wedding. I don't expect uh, any of you to forgive me for being stupid about it. I don't. Or to forget it. But gosh, it was the biggest mistake of my life. I just should have waited. I thought to myself at the time, I even told Guy, I said, you know, there's no doubt I feel like this was created in a, this virus in a lab in Wuhan, China. I have little doubt about that. And I figured, you know, I'd rather take my chances with something we created than something they created. Remember when I told you that, Guy? Because I was scared. Again, I, I, you know, my doctor told me with lymphoma and being under chemo that if I got this thing, I, it could be ugly. Let's just leave it at that. Stupid. Why? I watched this clip from the Tucker Carlson show citing some research coming out. Again, time has now passed and we're starting to see things. It's really the most troubling minute 20 seconds I've had to listen to in a long time because I'm scared of what's coming. I had it a little while ago and I'm afraid it's the repercussions of this for a lot of people have not been felt. Here, check this out. To neurodegenerative disease, myocarditis, Bell's palsy, liver disease, impaired adaptive immunity, impaired DNA damage response, etc. So it's possible, in fact, it's looking likely that the vaccine might suppress the immune system. This fact, the authors concluded, will, quote, have a wide range of consequences, not the least of which include the reactivation of latent viral infections and the reduced ability to effectively combat future infections, end quote. Now, again, we sincerely hope that's not true. But it's not just the conclusion of one scientific journal. The Lancet, maybe the most famous scientific journal in the world, released similar findings in February. The Lancet's piece was entitled, quote, risk of infection, hospitalization, and death up to nine months after a second dose of COVID-19 vaccine. A physician called Kenji Yamamoto made this observation about the data from The Lancet. He wrote this in a letter to the Journal of Virology, and we're quoting, the study showed that immune function among vaccinated individuals eight months after the administration of two doses of COVID-19 vaccine was lower than that among the unvaccinated individuals. Folks, science is patient. Science is long-term. Science is chronological. Science is the repeating and replicating of data through process, through control groups. Science is the elimination of confounding variables. All these things take time. Now, whereas I understand we were in an emergency situation with COVID, no emergency situation should lead a company or a government to force people to take something, to force them to take something that may in the long run damage their bodies. Greatest regret of my life, my health. Really, I kid you not. I wound up getting COVID anyway. I wound up getting COVID twice. I wound up, uh, contrary to what people are telling you, I, I, what, some of them say, well, the cases are milder, which is a counterfactual you can never prove. Well, if you have the vaccine, it could have been what you don't know that. It's a counterfactual, number one. And I can't speak to other people's situations. Although they've told me many people who got COVID that they got it severely after having vaccines. My friends, I can't speak to others. I don't know. I can only tell you about me. But the case of COVID I got the first time 
was severe. So much so, it's the only Fox show I ever missed. The case of COVID I got the second time after vac- being vaccinated was, was not, was very tolerable. I had to deal with it anyway. And now I may have to deal with some long-term consequences, which I pray Tucker's, Tucker's correct. He hopes he's wrong. And I hope that data's wrong too. No, I hope you, millions of people will suffer if it isn't. I hope it's wrong. The hard segment to do. It's tough to admit you did something dumb. But part of the business is not sitting here and pretending you're, you know, above it all. And that, you know, people are your minions. I'm not a leftist. Big mistake. Folks, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. You ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then you go to use it and it's not that absorbent. It's a towel that leaves you out to dry. Towel doesn't dry them. What's the point? So MyPillow developed the MyPillow towels. The towels that actually work. I know, mind-blowing towels that actually dry you and dry you well. The six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now you can receive a six-piece towel set for only $39.96 with promo code DAN, D-A-N. I use them. They are absolutely terrific. Go to MyPillow.com right now. Click on the radio listener's special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and have a 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set of MyPillow towels, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code DAN, or call 800-637-4982. That's MyPillow.com, promo code DAN, or 800-637-4982 if you want to give them a ring. Thanks, MyPillow. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. So small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. On Sundays, I go to a local church here. It's a great church led by a really great pastor. And uh, I pull into the parking lot. It's a rather big, it's, you know, I used to, I lived up in New York where parking lots are tiny because real estate's so expensive. Well, you know, down here in Florida, the parking lots are really huge in a lot of these places because, it, you know, it, 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 there's just a lot of available land, right? So I pull into this big expansive parking lot in the church, and I notice immediately there's two, uh, there's two deputies there, two, two vehicles two from the sheriff's department and two deputies there. And they're blocking off some spots, and I'm thinking, what's up? Something must have happened. So uh, I, I'm... I drive, I see one of the, I pull in a spot. I see one of these people sitting by their car and I walk by and uh, I said, hey, what happened? I said, five cars were broken into. They must've used a window punch, oh. stole pocketbooks, bags, uh, everything out of people's cars, toolkits, whatever. I mean, keep in mind, Joe, this is, I pull in the lot at 10, 15 in the morning, not at night. Yeah. This is a church where the parking lot faces faces a main road it's not even like a parking lot in the middle of nowhere where you're in this spot at an airport all the way back that's that's right. not it this is a parking lot where it's exposed to the main road five cars not just one so they clearly must have taken their time in doing this 
this poor woman I see her, she's crying. Uh, older, older woman, she's, she's crying. And the husband recognizes me and comes over and is talking and says, the wife is crying. And, you know, I haven't seen that in a long time. I just remember being a police officer when you would respond to scenes like that 15, 20 times a day on a busy Friday night. And eventually, folks, I hate to say it, but you almost become, <clears throat> you always feel bad for people, but you, you become almost immune to it after a while. You have to to do your job or else you'll just collapse yourself. But I haven't seen that in a while. Uh, I wasn't a responding deputy. I was just a guy going to church and it really hurt me. And it reminded me of, you know, the, the, the I mean, how evil that's, that's, that's again, that's, not, that's, that's the existence of genuine evil right there. Do you have to be to pray on a bunch of church going people on a Sunday in mid morning in front of a bunch of, of traffic out there to go out and just steal from people? We are dealing with an emptiness so profound that the only way to fight it is going to be through an organized generational effort and to recognize that it's not going anywhere. That's the problem. I think we keep pretending, some, not all of us, that this evil's going to go away and that, oh my gosh, if we didn't win this last election and we all got to give up. No, this fight's never going to stop. We could win the next 20 presidential elections. And you know what? 21, the uh, 21, the 21st one we lost, this thing could turn around like that. What made the disparity of what happened to me going into a church and watching these evil sons of bitches in the parking lot, right, steal all this stuff from these people's cars, right, is we go into church and the homilies given by a deacon who runs a prison ministry. And I got to tell you, it was hard to listen to. He was right. He was saying, I know this is a bad time. None of you want to hear about speaking to criminals after having cars broken into in the parking lot. But he's correct. It's up to us to understand and to, 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 you know, to try to redeem the sinner. But, but, they must pay for the sin first. We can redeem them from the prison they belong in. Folks, it takes a genuinely evil person to do that. It ripped the heart right out of me. I was thinking about it the entire time in, in church. And we have a great sheriff down here. He's all over the case. But it was hard to watch, which was fascinating because over the weekend I was reading this, I mean, uh, imperfect, perfect timing, if you know what I mean. This Wall Street Journal op-ed about J.R.R. Tolkien, the author of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings uh, series. And it's called J.R.R. Tolkien's Lessons About Evil in Our Time. He's talking about how he used fiction. This obviously created a fairy tale, The Shire and The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbits. And he talks about how he used all these to speak to larger human narratives about evil and how he wrote them around the time uh, with, the, with the growth of fascism through Nazi Germany. He says, less than a year later, Britain was at war with Nazi Germany, its policy of appeasement and tatters. As Gandalf the Wizard from Tolkien's, obviously, uh, series explains to Frodo Baggins, the hobbit there, says, always after a defeat and a respite, the shadow takes another shape and grows again. Whereas Elrond, the Lord of Rivendell, intones, and the elves deemed that evil was ended forever. And it was not so. Folks, this is never going to disappear. I, I, I bring it up and, you know, not to try to wax philosophic. I'm not Plato here. But to explain to you the practical nature of what he's saying. I get this a lot on my communications. I leave my Facebook page open for messages on the back end. And I get a lot from people when I have to read a disappointing story about cheating in elections about Democrats stealing people's money, 
about January 6th, people being thrown in jail for trespassing while a bunch of people show up at the Supreme Court this morning and tell the government we're just going to shut down these streets and nothing so far has happened to them. And they say something like, hey, listen, I'm ready to give up. It's not fair. I can't I can't explain to you how poor I don't want to sound like I'm insulting anyone because I get I understand your frustration. The left is relying on you to say that. Genuinely evil people in this world, which the radical far left is, and there's no doubt I just watch a bunch of videos of a drag parade, a bunch of naked people like trying to groom kids and it's disgusting. Come on. They are hoping you give up. They are hoping that you, like the the hobbits in the Shire, just pretend the world out there doesn't exist and you can separate yourself from it. You can't do that. They, they, you, you, you know, you can try to avoid politics, but what did he say? Politics will never avoid you. They want you to disengage. They want you to disengage. The whole purpose of this show has been an eager plea on bended knee to get you to re-engage no matter how bad it gets because the evil will never disappear. Folks, evil hates. That's one of the essences of evil. Hate, not dislike, but hate. Here's a picture. I told you they were going to need a new enemy after the road decision comes down, which may happen today. We're not sure. But there are already left-wing lunatics in front of the Supreme Court with what, what looks like an insurrection to me, folks, threatening to break the law because they don't like a political decision. Sounds like, it, by the less definition, sounds like an insurrection. They need a new enemy. And I told you during last week's show, one of the most important shows we did in a long time, how the left now is going to move from identity politics focused on race to identity politics focused on race and religion. Here, producer Jim, just over the weekend, the new enemy, folks, air quotes, is going to be the white Christian national. Here's the screenshot Jim did over the weekend. He said, now I see it everywhere. White Christian nationalism is a threat to democracy. New York Magazine. MSNBC. White Christian nationalism is suddenly at the forefront. Because you idiots are telling people it's at the forefront. Washington Post. With the Buffalo Massacre, white Christian nationalism strikes again. Time. Time to stop giving Christianity a pass on white supremacy. Here we go, folks. The church parking lot, you have a homily inside with a deacon preaching forgiveness and empathy for the criminal. That is us, conservatives and libertarians. Penalties matter. You should be punished, but we believe in the power of redemption. Then you have the far leftists in the parking lot defund the police characters, supporting the criminal so there's no police to stop them from breaking into cars at church. That's the evil. That is not going to go away. The media, again, in a meltdown, over 2,000 mules. They don't know what to do about Dinesh D'Souza's new film about mules, election mules, carrying what appear to be illegal votes and stuffing ballot boxes. The evidence in the film is overwhelming. Now, one of the ways they found these mules was by geo-tracking. True the Vote, Catherine Engelbrecht's great uh, group, and Greg Phillips, an investigator, they bought a huge tranche of cell phone data, the cell phone IDs. And they track those cell phones around these ballot boxes. It is irrefutable that these cell phone IDs, these people carrying these cell phones, they have the video to match it. We're going to these ballot boxes multiple times. Folks, that is illegal in any state 
to accept money to carry a ballot to a ballot box. There is no state where that's legal. We have now hard evidence of what appears to be criminality in multiple states. And what's the FBI and DOJ doing? The answer, they are doing nothing because they are Democrat Party operatives. Now, of course, the media, Bill McCarthy, Joe strikes again, the world's second worst fact checker after Tom Kircher, did a fact check for Politifars. He's the kid with the certificate from Denny's. McCarthy did a fact check on the Dinesh D'Souza film. And he kept saying with the fact check, he's like, listen, man, you know, experts are saying that this geo-tracking data is really not that accurate. It isn't? Wow, that's kind of weird, because if you go to Dinesh D'Souza's tweet about that, he says, I keep reading fact checks by AP and PolitiFact. He's referencing that clown McCarthy. And they say cell phone geo-tracking is not very precise or accurate. Well, here's the New York Times on how it pinpoints a person's exact location. Here's the photo. Ha! New York Times tracking cell phone data. A single dot appeared on the screen representing the precise, precise, precise location of someone in President Trump's entourage at 7.10 a.m. It lingered around the grounds of Mar-a-Lago and Palm Beach where the president was staying for about an hour. <laughs> it's too easy, folks. It's too easy. The precise, keep that up a second, the precise location. So that's really strange. So we know the New York Times, when they're doing an attack hit piece on Donald Trump, deems geo-tracking information, Joe, quote, precise. Right. Do I need to say that again for the, what, 10th time? Precise location? You know what's really weird, too, fellas? I don't know if you know this, but, uh, you know, I got a lot of friends in law enforcement from my prior line of work. You know, they use geo-tracking data as well because of its noted precision. If you're carrying the cell phone, they can deem from about, they can deem your precise location from your cell phone ping data. Do you know law enforcement uses that, too? I'll tell you who else uses it. Yeah. Bill McCarthy with his certificate from Denny's. Noted, debunked, discredited, humiliated liar who I cold-busted lying about me, lying, who had to immediately rescind his nonsense or, correct, or update it. it the second I sent him an email noting he was lying, military folks use it too because of its precision. You know what they use it for? For killing people. You want to target a foreign enemy? You can find his cell phone? Yeah, military folks use it to kill people. So the press uses it. The military uses it and law enforcement uses it because of geo tracking's precision. But it's really weird. The fact checkers are like, no, no, no. Uh, when it comes to people going to ballot boxes, it's just not precise enough. Maybe you should tell the New York Times and law enforcement and military that so they don't kill people because of its lack of precision. Bill McCartney, total clown. $100,000, Bill, cash. If you can produce to me the digital video evidence of me stating what you said I quote stated. You're a liar. You're a buffoon. You've always been a buffoon. You're a goon and a hack, and you've been humiliated again. You're going to challenge the New York Times Donald Trump article about the precision of the cell phone date? Of course you're not. You're a goofball and a clown. Your parents should be embarrassed to have spawned such a life zero. Precisely. Perci <laughs> Here you By the way, this is only going to get better. It's only going to be, what is the DOJ and the FBI doing about 2,000 mules? Which, by the way, blew away all expectations this weekend on Locals. It's still out there, by the way. You can watch it this week. The website is 2,000mules.locals.com. 
2000mules.locals.com. You can also purchase the DVD if you don't want to buy the uh, the film. But 2000mules.locals.com. Please check it out. The um, group True the Vote, Catherine Engelbreck, uh, Catherine Engelbreck, excuse me, and Greg Phillips, they have the cell phone IDs of all of these mules who carried what appear to be unquestionably illegal ballots at this point. They have the cell phone IDs of these people. They'd be easy to find. Why? What is, it, what is it DOJ and the FBI doing about it? The answer is they're doing absolutely nothing because the Department of Justice is a branch of the Democrat Party and the FBI leadership has been entirely, completely corrupted. Corrupted. And if you're not willing when you come into office to correct this and fire everyone at the top who acts like a politician rather than a public servant, don't run for office because you'll never getting my vote or my support. They're going to be hard decisions. The, the hack... Election stealing left is going to lose their minds, but everyone at the DOJ and the FBI, who is a politician first and a public servant second, must be fired immediately. If you're not willing to do it, step aside, get out of the way. They have the cell phone IDs. So again, I've been asking for a lot of favors lately. I'm always hesitant to do that, but it's not really a favor for me. It's a favor for the country. If you would email or call your congressmen and senators today, I would really appreciate it and demand a review of the film 2000 Mules. And I would also ask a very specific thing, a very specific thing. Are you going to demand that the FBI and the DOJ look at the cell phone IDs of the mules in 2000 Mules to determine what they were doing and who was paying them? Are you going to do that? Because if you're not going to do it, you're not, you're not worthy of that seat in Congress. You have to do that today. Here's a Red State article by the great Jennifer Van Lahr. It'll be in the newsletter. Please read it. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Please check it out. After the 2000 Mules premiere, True the Vote promises to, quote, pull the ripcord and release all the data. So this group, True the Vote, I know Catherine Engelbrecht, by the way. She's very good. Apparently, they have more. When they talk about releasing all of it, the data, presumably, Jennifer's commenting, presumably includes the names and addresses of the 501c3 nonprofits the group labeled as, quote, stash houses in the film. According to True the Vote's investigation, these nonprofits served as a place for ballots to be stashed after they were collected from voters and a base from which mules were assigned to deliver ballots to the ballot boxes at various times and in quantities that wouldn't cause alarm when reported on the Dropbox's chain of custody reports. And they were the organizations through which the mules were paid per ballot, illegal, Delivered to the drop boxes. Engelbrecht says the mules were paid around $10 per ballot, but that for the Georgia Senate runoff, the price was much higher. That's a crime. What's the FBI doing? The answer is the FBI is doing nothing. I will ask again, email, call your congressperson, senator today. Do not wait. Ask, did you see the film? Number two, what are you doing with the cell phone IDs? Number three, what are you doing to ban ballot boxes nationwide immediately? Immediately. There is hard evidence of ballot boxes being co-opted for what looks to be criminality. These should be banned immediately. 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 Thanks for listening to this special episode of the Dan Bongino Show. We'll be back with brand new episodes on Monday, January 2nd. Merry Christmas and a very happy new year. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show.